Hello and welcome again to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week's show includes a chat with Dr. Krista Ratliff, president of the Lawton Fort Sill Chamber of Commerce, who's going to talk to us about some of the great festivals and a few of the hidden delights in her neck of the woods. But first, let's get into our question of the week. We asked you, which Oklahoma destination are you planning to visit in 2023? And first up is Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. Um, I want to say we just got off the interview with Dr. Ratliff, so I am stoked to explore Lawton. Yeah. This yeah. year, like, I have never, like, I, let's just, there's a lot to love down there always, but like, I have never been more excited about that town than I am right now. Like, she, her, her enthusiasm is so infectious. I think people will hear that in the, uh, in the interview, but um, especially the, their 4th of July celebration really is just a heck of a thing to see. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I've got a lot. I have a whole list on my whiteboard of my office. Yes. <laughs> way up there. Yours is not fair. That That's an entire podcast. Uh, <laughs> managing an entire blog series that people oh. can access on <laughs> OklahomaToday.com. That's right. Uh, managing editor Carly Ibarra. Uh, there are so many places. It was really hard to pick one, but I definitely, definitely want to go to the Chickasaw National Recreational Area again. I've been there several times, but I would like to go in every season one year just to oh. kind of compare and see because it's not that far away. It's like an hour drive. So that's a that's really good idea, Car. That's yeah. cool. And I'll take uh, pictures too. So. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, photo editor Megan Rossman. Um, I will go. I don't know where I'll go, but uh, it would be nice to go to Bartlesville. Yeah, I like Bartlesville. It's one of my favorite towns. Like Richard Scary Busy Town. Yep. (laughs) My Christmas present to my mom was a road trip for the two of us to Shangri-La and Bartlesville. Oh, that's going to be fun. She's going to, they got golf at at Shangri-La, right? Yeah, she's a huge golfer. Um, She's a state champion golfer, actually. Um, So that's, yeah, I'm with you, Meg. That's a good one uh let's see um uh research editor ben lucian well last year i went to a lot of places i hadn't been before i checked off a lot of boxes uh so made a lot of progress but one place i haven't been yet and this is gonna maybe shock you all but i've never actually been to uh hochatown like oh so that is like number one on my uh 2023 uh travel to-do list uh check that off finally yes that's one of the best places to go in my opinion yep and and with the new lodge uh there at uh, beaver's Mm -hmm. bend you can uh definitely um you don't have to rent like a huge cabin or anything and those lodges are pretty sweet uh as you will the thing is uh you know i I grew up sort of going to uh, Beaver's Bend, but that stuff wasn't really uh, yeah. set up. That totally kind of, so. different place now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I haven't experienced the the new uh, like Beaver's Bend area. That might be a really great story, uh, honestly. Like uh, you know, yeah, someone who experienced it before and what they're what the experience is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, you can find someone yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, Mine is not a terribly long drive uh, from where I live, but I am super excited uh, this year to visit the Will Rogers Gardens in Oklahoma City uh, because <laughs> I will be uh, leaving with a wife and not just any wife, but my own. So, I was going to say, not just anybody's whole wife, but a wife of your very, very own. Yes. You know, I have never been to Will Rogers Gardens either, and I've been meaning to go for like 
you know, eight years, but I'm slow to do things. So it'll be, <laughs> this will be a great opportunity for me too, Greg. It, 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 it's yeah. really fun out there too. I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. There's a, uh, they've got a whole fairy garden uh, with like uh, people have built these tiny houses into trees and rocks and stuff. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a really, it's, it's fun. That's awesome. Um, we should make your wedding our one of our events listings for that weekend. <laughs> I think I think Jets would kill me. Uh, let's see. Uh, we we asked this to our readers, and here's what they had to say. Uh, Sandra DeBille uh, said Oklahoma City, which you know, hey, that's where we are, and we love it. Uh, love uh, our town. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we did a whole issue that was a giant love letter to it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Mary Saunders said Black Mesa for stargazing, uh, the Illinois River for kayaking, the Wichita's for hiking, and I'm sure plenty of other places in between. Uh, Peggy Walter Wells uh, said her family's in Oklahoma City, but she's going to take some short trips while she's there. That's what I really love to hear is when people come here and kind of use us as a base to 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 make some of those jaunts. I think it's so easy when you come to visit, especially if it's family, to kind of get housebound yeah. a little bit. So I love to hear that, too. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn McBee Boyer said the Wichita Mountains, Sulphur Park, and uh, and apparently she's looking for ghost towns, uh, uh, which, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we Ingles, got Carly and I went to Ingalls last year. It was very cool. Yeah. Gene uh, Mortensen uh, <laughs> said Reba's Place in Atoka. Uh, it's which, so good. I'll have yeah. more to say about this later, but I went over the break. I got to go to a soft opening. You guys, the food is going to blow your minds. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Fran Earls is apparently going to tag along with Ben to Hocha town. Uh, <laughs> Laura Ingalls is going to the tall grass Prairie, which uh, is that Laura, Ingalls? Laura Ingalls. Yeah. She's uh, going to build a little house. La- I'm sorry. Lana, Lana Ingalls. It's, oh, okay. it's her great, great, great granddaughter. <laughs> Lana Ingalls. Uh, Joy Christine Stevens said uh, that she missed the Christmas shoot uh, in 2022. Aww. So she wants to go to the Tulsa area in 2023 uh, to see it this year. Uh, Opa. We might want to tell her. Yes. Well, it's, it's the Tulsa area. Well, yeah. 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 Um, uh, our, our, uh, our frequent commenter, Andrea Walker, Rudy uh, is also going to head over to Beaver's Bend. So um uh and uh james p uh, marvin p james says anywhere in oklahoma would be a gift i have no links to oklahoma but i love the one this wonder of nature uh uh-huh. which, which is really it's kind of nice you to hear come this. visit yeah absolutely yeah you don't have to have uh, a link you can just come well we're, you're so welcome yeah uh and uh <laughs> and then uh finally uh Somebody on uh, Instagram, uh, TLC OKC, said as many as possible, Broken Bow, Gloss Mountains, Black Mesa, Illinois River, and anything else I can fit in. Awesome. So, yeah. That's good. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's talk to Dr. Krista Ratliff now about Lawton and Fort Sill. And now we are very happy to welcome in Dr. Krista Ratliff, who is with the uh, Lawton Fort Sill uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, wonderful. Uh, so tell us a little bit. We we are big fans of Lawton, especially the uh, the cuisine in that area. Um, but one thing we were wondering is kind of what's going on? Is there anything new happening uh, in that area? 
you know, when people say, is there anything new happening? I'm just blown away because there is so much happening and so much going on in Southwest Oklahoma. But first, I love this. Let me comment on the cuisine because, you know, I was born and raised in Lawton and then moved away for 20 years, lived in Washington, D.C. and and came back home. And I've gained 30 pounds since I moved back home because we have the (laughs) best food in Southwest Oklahoma. It is one of the tastiest towns, if not the tastiest town in Oklahoma. Yeah, you can definitely eat your way through Lawton Fort Sill. Absolutely. Well, and, I think and the cool thing about the world. That, yes. Yeah. That's one of the things that, that yeah. the cultural diversity really plays a big part in our community. And I tell everyone who will listen that because what happens is we have the military installation, but people love our welcoming people and our great community and our wildlife refuge. So they decide to retire here. Well, that has a lasting impact on things like our restaurants and things to do because we have so much diversity here that you can literally have any type of food and it's authentic. Yeah. yeah, that's what so we've written about this uh, several times in the magazine at this point. It really is sort of this world tour of cuisine in Lawton that's so cool. I mean, everything from really great Korean, obviously amazing Mexican food. There's an amazing German food. restaurant. Yeah, there's so much. It's such a delicious town. Yeah, yeah don't tell my wardrobe that because I, I've definitely <laughs> to change sizes a few times, but it's worth it because it's worth so it. Great. Yeah, completely worth it. Yeah. Um, so that's something that, you know, if, if someone were to ask me and say, hey, you know, I hadn't been to Lawton in a while. Well, that's what I would tell them. But, you know, you're the you're the president and CEO of the Lawton Fort Sill Chamber of Commerce, which is very cool. What a cool job. Um, so what would be your answer to that question? Like if someone said, hey, I haven't been to Lawton in a while. What's like what, first, what, if I go down there, what thing, am I going to do? The first thing I would say is, you know, what are you interested in? Because what mm. is there not to do here? Oh, you know, if you're crazy. interested in museums, we've got you know, art history museums, we have um, Native American history museums, we have military history museums. And, you know, personally, you know, I'm not a huge fan of history. My theory is it's in the past, let it stay in the past. But, (laughs) you know, my husband, I have three boys, and they are history and museum buffs. So, you know, they're free to the community, we want you to come out and enjoy them. So any type of history and museum that you could think of is right here. But if you're not interested in history museums, you can do lakes and wildlife, you can go shopping, you can go to our arts district, so that way we have a little bit for everything for someone to do. I love that. Tell me a little bit about the arts district, because I think that's something that hasn't gotten enough attention. Um, yes, that Lawton so has a really cool arts presence. Yes, we are celebrating our arts community um, and our, our diversity in that community. So we have some really cool programs. I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Peterson. He lives here and he's a huge artist. Um, you know, he's having shows right now in New York and California. And so we have, you know, galleries here. We have the Leslie Powell Gallery. Um, it's just so cool to see the arts community come together. And then we're actually going to host Oklahoma's arts conference in the spring, or I'm sorry, in the fall. So we're very excited about that. So we want to bring artists to our community to show them. But, you know, I'm really proud of all the murals that we have in our community. So we have so many, we have so many cool murals in our community. We have on the overpasses, the highways, but buildings. And what's interesting is that these are not state commissioned murals. These are murals that our local people in our business community, homeowners have done. And it's really just really cool to see because everybody's art style and everybody's preference is so different. Mm-hmm. So you can find a mural that speaks to you because so many different people have really started doing the murals in our community. I love that. You know, I was actually having a conversation with another person in the tourism industry who has a similar job to yours at one point. And, and she said something along the lines of not in a, like a bad or a negative way, but she was like, you know, sometimes when it comes down to, do I want to give money to another mural or host like a softball tournament or something like that? Like that, 
that could be a tough decision because obviously the softball tournament's going to bring in more money. Yeah. Right. And so it's a little hard to justify the mural. And I said, you know, and I said, obviously those are choices that you have to make and that's whatever you decide is cool. Cause either one of those things are awesome. Right. But for me, I think about the things that keep, not the things that bring people, but maybe the things that keep people. Mm-hmm. Right. And those things are important too. And I said, you know, I, rather than thinking of the murals as something like that, maybe, you know, cause I, you know, I grew up in a small town in Southwestern Oklahoma. I grew up in Weatherford and I love that town. I, st- I will always love that town, but it would have been very cool to mm-hmm. see. I just think it's amazing how much public art can instill such a sense of pride and place in people in a way that, yes, and a, way that a lot of other stuff like, doesn't. Yes. And that's, what's amazing to see in our community is that, you know, I thankfully haven't had to make that choice because our local citizens have stepped up and they said, awesome. we have so much pride in our community. We have a physician in town who literally had a mural commissioned for the entire side of his building and it's the American flag and yeah. Buffalo and, and fireworks. And you're going, and this, this mural is huge. It's one of the largest murals I've ever seen. And, and, you know, homeowners and small business owners, and it's just neat to see that they're stepping up on their own because of that community pride. But, you know, I swear I've never been to a place where people have so much pride, not only in their state, but in their community, as we do in Lawton Fort Sill. That is so cool, especially given how um, kind of how the population of Lawton Fort Sill sort of comes to exist. Right. I just wrote it's going to be in our next issue. I just wrote a story about a an Airbnb in Medicine Park. And it's two people who are stationed at Fort Sill. And, you know, she's like, we're going to get redeployed at some point. We're going to move. But this I'm going to keep this open because I love this community and I love it here. And I want to make sure that this is a thing that lasts. And it's amazing to me how people just come in for a little bit of time, you know, when they're when they're stationed at Fort Sill and they just fall in love. Literally fall in love is a great way to describe it. And and, you know, it's interesting because you're so right that people go and they travel the world and they always come back. And And I'm convinced that what brings people back is the people that are here. They're warm, they're inviting, they're welcoming. Um, they're just really great. But once they're here, we want to have things for them to do. So we've right. got really cool, like we talked about the arts community. We talked about the museums. We have a Visit Lawton app. So we want people to download that. That's and that's great. Free. Yeah, and that's free. very cool. I love that y'all did that. That's really, what a great idea. What a great idea. Yes. So what is the so, app? What does the app do? What is it? What will people find when they download it? When you're on the app, we have the tours that we've pre-designed. So if you want to take a Native American history tour, if you want to take a African-American history tour or a tour of Lawton Ford Sill, arts, shopping, attractions, um, lakes and wildlife, there's all these pre-designed tours. And you can do certain stops on the tour. You can do the whole tour. You can mix and match. And then you can interject shopping. Like if you want to do Italian food for lunch, you can interject that. And then it'll geo map you and geofence you. And the coolest part of all, my favorite part is when you get to that location, there is someone related to that location talking about the history of it. So how many times do we go someplace and you're like, wow, this is a really cool brick house that looks really old. And hearing someone firsthand speak about the history behind that location is just really cool because you can hear it in their voice that it's speaking from the heart on you know the events that happened where you're at where you're standing that is so cool i love that so much what a great idea what a really cool idea i hope more towns will 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 take that idea and and run with it for themselves because i think that's there's so much out there you know i mean our whole jobs are living proof that there's so much there's so many stories to tell that is so that is so so true. So I, I moving home from DC, I mentioned that to you. My my dear friend said, Hey, you know, do they have cars in Oklahoma? Yeah, they have cars in Oklahoma. They don't have <laughs> horse-drawn buggies. No, they don't. 
So they said, we want to come visit. We're going to visit for a day. And then we were all as families going to drive out to the, to the Grand Canyon. They land in Lawton Fort Sill. I took them out to the wildlife refuge. They'd never seen a bison. They'd never seen a longhorn. So they were just in awe. And they said, we don't want to go to the Grand Canyon. We want to stay here for the week and keep experiencing Southwest <laughs> Oklahoma. And people forget that we are a travel destination. We yeah. are, you know, tourism is the third largest industry in Oklahoma. And we, they literally coming from DC where two and a half hours is New York, the beach that you can ski. They thought Oklahoma was really, really cool. So, you know, we take, we take that for granted sometimes living here. That's and true. So, you know, I think, I think a lot of times we get in our heads about being what's, you know, flyover state, quote unquote, I'm making air quotes readers. I don't believe we're a flyover state <laughs> um, or listeners. Uh, you know, I think we get a little bit in our own heads about not being a California or a New York, and we forget to look around at the things that are actually here. And like Oklahoma is amazing. Yes, I don't know yeah. about you, but I don't want to be a California or New York. I don't either. Both those places. I don't even. God bless them. I don't even want to be a Texas. That's I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's um there is just something about discovering someplace that that you didn't know existed mm -hmm. and i think when people come to oklahoma it's so surprising I, I i don't think we've done enough and i i'm talking about even our magazine i don't i don't know that we have uh that we know how to reach out uh and, and explain this place to people who haven't ever been here but when you there, there is, there's something about the people, there's something about the, the environment and it's, it's incredibly welcoming. And, um, uh, and then, you know, when you come to a community like Lawton and Fort Sill and you see so many people from all around the world living together and, and, uh, and building this community, it's, I, I can't understand anybody who doesn't want to spend a week there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, we've really taken the mindset of, you know, looking at Southwest Oklahoma as a destination stop as a whole. So we know people aren't going to want to come and just spend the entire week within Lawton. So we include Medicine Park, we include Cash and Duncan and Elgin and all of our things to do in the surrounding community for all of Southwest Oklahoma, because we are Metroplex of our own down here, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, the whole time, it's not true anymore, but the whole time I was growing up, it was Oklahoma City, then Lawton, then Tulsa in terms of population. Or no, Oklahoma City, then Tulsa, then Lawton. So it's the third largest city in Oklahoma until the 2000s, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, it's it's one of those things that, you know, Oklahoma or Lawton Fort Sill did have a stagnant period. Um, but we've got so much going on that we're definitely seeing that trend reverse. But mm -hmm. I love it because we're a big town with a small town feel. And so, you know, you know, everybody, everybody knows your name, which is good and bad, right? If you're speeding <laughs> down the street or you know, you're a high school student and you don't want your parents to know what trouble you've gotten into. Probably not a good place to live, but you know it's nice that you go into the donut shop and they I can know hear parents of high school students being like, "We're moving to Lawton." Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I tell my kids, I have a 15 year old. When he starts driving soon, I'm like, I don't even have to worry about you getting a ticket because the police will tell me before you even get home because this is Lawton Fort Sill. We know each other, we watch out for each other, and we take care of each other. So yep. you know that's a good thing for parents for kids trying to break the rules just a little bit. Probably not so much. Yeah, I love one, that. One thing I was wanting to know is what what is the uh, I don't know what 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 are some of the secrets there in Lawton? What are, what are some of the things that you wish more people knew about, uh, mm -hmm. even in your own community? Good question. 
So one of the things that I'll compare it over to the East Coast, and one of the things I loved about living in D.C. was you were two hours from the mountains, you're two hours from the ocean, you're two hours from snow skiing. You know, I equate that to here. So if you within Lawton Fort Sill, you're 30 or 45 minutes max from lakefront property, from being able to visit the lake and, and kayak. We have multiple lakes in the area. You know, we're the foothills of the Rockies down here. So you're 20 minutes away to go right. mountain climbing. I took my team here at the chamber rappelling down Mount Scott as a team building exercise. I mean, that's a crazy experience, but not only that, but it's, you have literally everything in the palm of your hand here. You have the rolling plains, um, you've got the wildlife, and then you also have like a metroplex of shopping and things to do. So that's one of my biggest things is, you know, you can visit and there's something to do every single day that's different. Um, you know, the history here is just phenomenal. And of course, a large part of it has to do with Lawton Ford Sill. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting to see people from all over the country travel here to see Geronimo's grave. Here in Lawton Ford Sill, people take Amazing. people. They're like, oh, I've never been. People travel from New York State to come see Geronimo's grave. Mm-hmm. And our own citizens forget it's here. But the history behind that. And as kids, you know, we deal. jump off the diving board or we jump off the bed. We yell, Geronimo. Yeah. That's it's so here. funny. When I was in grad school, I got to be part of filming a history channel, an episode of a show for the history channel. And we filmed at Geronimo's grave. It was all about Fort. Everything was about Fort Sill. The whole episode. It was very cool. And yeah, that's the, the first time I'd ever been there. Crazy. And it was, you know, I, I. Kind of in the back of my head, I was 25, but it kind of in the back of my head, I knew that that was there, but I hadn't thought about it, you know, and to go see it for the first time in my life, this thing that was 90 minutes away from where I grew up, that's like world famous location is mm-hmm. amazing. Can you talk a little bit about, I was actually in Lawton, was in Medicine Park recently, and I was thinking about Geronimo's grave, and I know that there's a little bit of a process, or at least there used to be to get out there. So just so listeners can know, would you kind of elucidate that just a little bit? Absolutely. So it is actually located on Fort Sill military installation. So you'll stop at the Fort Sill Visitor Center and get a pass that takes about 20 minutes. Um, And then they'll issue you a pass and then you can go on to Fort Sill. So make sure you bring your driver's license or a valid ID. Um, No weapons are allowed. So don't plan on, you know, no concealed carry, things like that. Leave all that at home. Um, But then stop by. You won't need it out there at Fort Sill. You're safe. Yes, yeah. you're very, very safe. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of the, the grave site, we also have the jail cell that he was held in. And it you, know, you see the walking path around the edges of the wall where he walked hours upon hours and days upon days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the story goes that, you know, he didn't want to be released because he was kept safely yep. and he was and he was treated humanely and he was treated with respect um, while he was held captive here. So he was actually asking not to be released. That's how the story is, is is told because he was safe and if he was released then you know he could have been put at risk from other tribes and and mm-hmm. seeking you know retaliation or you know yeah. how uh, during wartime and during non-peace times but you know it, it's interesting when you look at those the the travel marks on the ground and you you look at that and you it makes you reflect and go wow what a time that he must have mm-hmm. lived in that you know you can just envision yourself doing that and being in that situation mm-hmm. but you know, that's just one of the components here. We have the Quanah Parker House, which is the star house yeah. located in our community. So, you know, the museums out here are just crazy. We have the Comanche Nation Museum. We have the um, Comanche Nation Museum. I have to say, listeners, if you haven't been to the Comanche Nation Museum, it is a true treasure that th- they have done such a good job. Like if you've been to FAM, if you've been to Chickasaw Cultural Center, if you've been to any of the others, you've got to go to Comanche because it's it's up there. It's so good. Yeah. 
Actually, I, that's so true. And we have a Museum of the Great Plains, which, you know, I equate Museum of the Great Plains to something very similar across between a children's museum, but for adults. But it's yeah. also for kids, too. It's a great way to describe that. Yeah. Yes, we have a life-size bison that you, that you can take apart and put back together. So you know where his <laughs> organs are, where his heart is, you know, that it talks about each, you know, element of the bison, but it's huge life-size. We have a... Um, they have a, like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. We have a house that's stuck in the middle of a tornado. So you get to go in the house and experience what it's like to be in an F5 tornado. The, the walls shake, the floor shakes, things fall off the wall. Just a cool <laughs> experience for adults and kids. That's that's amazing. Uh, my my mom's house was in, it, almost in the path of May 3rd in 1999. Oh, mm-hmm. So I might... I might skip that one, but it actually does kind of sound like fun. I'll probably do it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good way to deal with, with trauma or shock. That's a, because yeah, immersion therapy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. But it is pretty neat because if <laughs> you're not from fun. Oklahoma or even if you're from Oklahoma, you've never experienced a tornado. Yeah. It's just eye-opening to, to yeah. go through. And there's a video screen, of course, that walks you through it. But, you know, that museum is just so fun. It's interactive. And then they also have outposts, if you will, that you you walk through and it teaches you how do they make food back then? How mm-hmm. do they, what kind of pots and pans did they use um, during the land run and early settlement? So it's, we have some really cool things here. That's really Absolutely. cool. I also know uh, that there's always a great, you guys have a great, uh, or have in the past, I, don't, I hope this is still a thing, maybe post-COVID, it can resume if it's stopped. There was a great international music festival. Yes. So we have an international music festival. We have an international arts festival. Um, those are two of our big festivals that happen every year. So good. Yes. So and fun. talking about eating your way through, like, you know, you go to the state fair. I love state fair food. I don't know about you Me guys. Too. Yes. I'm like, do I have a corn dog? Can I just have one of everything? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. And then go nap for five days. Yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And feel really guilty, but happy at the same time. And buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we have the same thing, but we actually have it with food. So in awesome. cultural diversity in food. So um, we have so many different stations and we have different days that it's celebrated. So we'll have a whole, you know, German festival as part of that international festival. So it's just, we have the music, the dancing, the vendors that sell arts and crafts from that um, geographical location, but then also the food that goes with it. It's like your own personal Epcot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's mind blowing. I don't know why I never thought of that. It's it's our own personal Epcot. I'm totally going to steal that. Do that's free. Yeah, <laughs> the service of the Oklahoma Today podcast that we provide. Right. Everybody can relate to Epcot. That's exactly what it is. It's our own yeah. personal Epcot in Southwest I Oklahoma. I love that. And the other cool thing that I've always felt about mm-hmm. Lawton Fort Sill that I really love and really feels good to me every time I go is I think because of the military presence, largely, it's a very it feels very patriotic and a really nice, almost kind of throwback kind yeah. of way. You know what I mean? Like you just feel a lot of community pride, national pride, you know, and not like in a, you know, jingoistic or a bad or, you know, like any kind of that. It just feels like everyone's just very happy about the town they live in, the state they live in, the country they live in. I think in a way, I won't say that other Oklahoma towns don't. I just think it's there's a flavor of that that's really unique to Lawton Fort Sill that I think is very, very cool. Yeah, you know, like growing up here, I never even realized that that was a thing because that was just my lifestyle and that was how mm-hmm. I lived. But, you know, it, it all the way equates down to people don't even lock their doors here because you feel so safe. Wow. You feel so, you know, 
like you mentioned, patriotic, that the you see the men and women in uniform and they're polite and they're nice and they serve our country. But, you know, then the, the, the civilian population gets involved. So, you know, Lawton Fort still has the largest and longest running Armed Forces Day parade in the entire nation. Wow. We have over 300 marching soldiers. We have tanks. We have track vehicles. We have Humvees. Um, we have the Air Force planes fly over during the parade. So it's a really cool event because I talk about being patriotic. So obviously we lead that <laughs> two years ago was my first time when I moved back home. It brought me to tears to stand there and see the kids for miles waving their flags, the planes flying over and the soldiers marching simultaneously as the army band plays. It was just I mean, the emotions that came over me and, and everyone in the audience, I just can't even describe it because it just makes you feel so thankful that you're free and and for all the things that our soldiers and, and their families take care of and do for us. But you're mm -hmm. right. That feeling is just year round here. It's so funny. I, you know, we talk, I feel like all you hear about anymore is how divided our country is. And, and then you see something like that. My version of that is we have season tickets at OU and I always, every, I go to six games a year. Uh, and I and we're right. Our seats are right above where they unfold the state flag. And then they you know, they do the all that stuff. And I cry every time from oh the moment God. they start playing Oklahoma until the end of the national anthem. When the planes fly over, I'm a mess. <laughs> and everyone is everyone around me because it's like, oh, my gosh, like whatever else is going on in America. Doesn't we're, matter. Like, we're so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so great. I love that. And I feel that I get that same feeling from Lawton, too, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that I love that about Lawton Fort Hill. And I've lived in other military towns, um, but nobody has it like we have it. And I think it's because our civilian population embraces it so much. But you know, we've also got some exciting things going on, on the technology front. And that's so we're cool. Growing. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. This is exciting. Yes. So we have what we're calling what we call the FISTA, Fires Innovation Science Technology Accelerator. Um, it is a we purchased Central Mall, which is our traditional mall and we're turning it into an innovation complex um oh, cool. we're the first in the nation to do something like this and we're very very excited so we we saw that there was a need you know not only in our community but really nationwide for technology for defense contractors for our defenders of our freedom to have advanced technology capabilities so purchasing that mall and giving them space to work and be innovative has been really, really instrumental for our community. So we are we are finalizing the construction on phase one on that um, in the coming weeks. We've got tenants already in there. Um, it's it's nationwide contractors, you know, names that are recognizable all across the nation have come to Lawton Fort Sill to be part of the FISTA. So we're very, very excited. That's going to be transformative. I mean, that feels like that feels like something that could define the 21st century for Lawton. You know what I oh, mean? I I agree because what we're doing is not only creating for the government contractors, but we're creating a maker space or a partnership for our high schools and college students too. So that way they have an opportunity to go into that space and be innovative and collaborative and work with these brilliant engineers, the leaders of our time in technology and pair them up with these students or the, and these young scholars to grow their, their critical thinking and their innovation at, you know, too. Um, just to have that experience. And, and I know when I was growing up here, you know, if I would have had an opportunity like that, I'd have been so thankful. But, you know, it, with kids, you, you know, you never know what their potential is until they're presented with an opportunity. So that's what we're hoping. That's awesome. And you brought up something, too, that I think is so cool that we haven't touched on yet, which is <clears throat> Lawton's a military town. It's a small town slash big city, which I think is such a cool. I love when towns can can nail that. You know, I think that's a great vibe. Um, but it's also a college town. 
Yes, it is. So we have Cameron University um, right here in our, our community. And it's neat because they're they're you know really great baseball team, really great tennis yeah. team. Yeah. But also they're ranked in the top 10 in the nation for the business school. Mm-hmm. And 100% of their medical students get, ex- their, their pre-med students get, accept, get accepted to medical school. Yeah, that no kid's going to be a doctor. Go to Lawton. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you think of statistics like that, when you're like, wow, 100% of our pre-med students got accepted to medical school for the last several years, that's just mind blowing. Cause can you imagine, I mean, I personally can't imagine, but being a student and spending your time and your money and your investment and not being able to get in somewhere, that's just crazy. But devastating. Yeah. Yeah. We put that, um, that path forward for them. So, you know, we've got some really great, um, opportunities through our university too. I love that. That's so cool. And I was actually, Greg and I were in my office yesterday talking about, I grew up in Weatherford, which is also a college town. And I just feel like When you have a university in your town, my experience of this is that there's just not in a way that you're better than other towns, but there's just an elevation of kind of everything. Right. Like, first of all, they're huge economic drivers. Right. Like there's only like a college town is always going to have nice things to some degree because there's there's a lot of money there. Right. But also there's people, you know, people come and they spend some of the best years of their lives and they always have fond memories. A lot of them probably come and stay because they love it so much, you know, um, and I just, I, I really think a university is such a gift to a, to a town or a city, such a cool and again, thing. It brings in that diversity because we have mm-hmm. not only people from Lawton Fort Sill, but you have people moving from all over to attend mm-hmm. university here. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's going back to that piece that you won't find anywhere else is that we have multiple components of bringing new and different people to town, which mm-hmm. helps us grow in our way of thinking too. Yeah. And don't you feel like that presence too elevates your public schools? I feel like my public school education was so elevated by the presence of a university, even though we didn't have tons of direct interaction. I feel like just having it there just brings education up in the whole community. Yes. So one of the things that I'm super proud of that the chamber um, spearheaded is what we call the Life Ready Center. It's actually in partnership with the university and the law and public schools. So Mm -hmm. every student has an opportunity to take classes that they're interested in. So the barrier before was if we have three major high schools and you only had two students at each school interested in photography, well, we can't hire three photography teachers. Right. We can have one special school that has a photography teacher, but that doesn't just mean photography. That means advanced math and science. That also means special needs students too. Whatever that population needs, when you only have a few in each school, we bust them over every day for that 50 minute period. And then we have a teacher that teaches that. So we have aviation now. We have oh, um, cool. <laughs> I mean, really cool stuff that what not only does it align with the university level, but it also aligns with special interests because not everybody wants to go to college, right? So we have, you know- um, Not everybody needs to go to college. College isn't for everybody. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. I mean, so, and then not only that, but we also have university level classes there. So now any student that's part of our public school program can graduate with an associate's degree completely paid for cool. and free. Oh my gosh. That's, a, I can literally hear parents packing up. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine like, you know, if you've never had an opportunity to go to school, whether it's financial background or because you don't have the ACT, but if you start it in high school and you graduate high school with an associate's degree, then you can walk into any university and they'll accept you because you already have enough credits for an associate's degree. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it, and again, it kind of, I, I've known lots of people who the adjustment from high school to college was too big. Mm-hmm. It's not that they didn't have the smarts. It's not, that they couldn't handle it. It's just 
there's just kind of this one script about how your life goes. You leave, you graduate high school and then off to college, you go out of the house and off to college. And that was too big of an adjustment for some people. So I love this opportunity for people to do this at home while they're still at home with the parents, with the high school, with the structure and all that stuff. I think that is so smart. I think we're we're starting to see that there's so many different paths you can take through education. Yes. And I think too, I think barrier, a financial barrier is something in my mind that I never want a child to be held back for anything that they're interested in because of financial barrier. And that was my number one goal. So we pay for their, not only their college class, we pay for the books, the tuition and the fees. So they will incur zero cost and they'll get full credit at the university level. So to me, it's all of that in one um, is just to, to, to your point is creating pathways of success in multiple areas. We're not just going to focus on high tech, high paid engineers. We're focusing on everything across the board. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Folks, uh, Krista, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really, really great. I'm sorry that we have to cut it short, but, uh, Zoom is telling us we're running out of time. Okay. Can I run through a couple of quick dates? Do it, please. Yeah. Tell us some dates. Tell us some things. Give us the rundown. I love this. We have the Wichita Mountain Classic, which is Oklahoma's largest steer and heifer show. And that's going to be located in Lawton Fort Sill. That's January 27th through the 29th. So we want you to come out and visit that. We've also got um, Armed Forces Day, which is that huge parade, the largest in the nation I was telling you about. That's on May 20th this year. And then we have our international festival that we discussed, which is September 22nd. But before we get to our international festival, we celebrate our arts community with what we call Arts for All, which is a, you know, our expo, which has the food and the dancing, so all that fun stuff, too. That's on May 12th. And that then is we an amazing. Let me just butt in to say, listeners, Arts for All is unbelievably cool. You have to go. It is so amazing. And people come from all over the Midwest, but our artists come from all over the state of Oklahoma. So that's on May 12th. And then, of course, we have our Freedom Festival, um, June 31st. um, And that way we can kind of celebrate our freedom again. And that's for July 4th. And we have a huge firework display. That's one I forgot to bring that up earlier, but I was going to say best 4th of July, one of the best 4th of July celebrations in the state, if not the country. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but Thank you both for taking the time. And I loved catching up with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Ratliff. We really appreciate being on the podcast and we hope that you'll just just flood us with information about what's going on in Lawton Fort Soul and we can just share it forever. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was really cool. I I that was just really kind of inspiring. Like I we we did that about a half an hour ago right before we got on this and I'm still kind of like I'm going to have to sit down and think about it because it was just (laughs) there's a lot right like it just. There, like, there's a lot, there's a lot we didn't know, uh, yeah. absolutely, and I'm I'm sure a lot that our listeners uh, uh, didn't know beforehand. So I'm super happy that that she got to come on and talk to us. Mm-hmm. All right, it is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendar for our weekly podvents, and first up this week is Ben. Right. Well, like many other people, I'm a big time fest goer, uh, but one thing's always eaten at me which is that the existence of rock festivals seems to imply also the existence of soil festivals. (laughs) And just like all those musicians who work hard rolling rocks to entertain the masses, uh, those who till and work our fertile soil deserve their own celebratory romp. At first I tried pitching Palooza. Uh, but it turns out there's no need because the city of Enid already has Canid AgriFest, the largest farm show in northern Oklahoma, which marks its 26th year this Friday and Saturday at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. 
While this one might not include big headlining appearances from industry titans like Old McDonald, Wilbur the Pig, and the villagers of Animal Crossing, <laughs> it features something way better, displays of some of the newest and most practical agriculture technology on the market, as well as informative seminars from real-world professionals. This festival boasts dozens of vendor and maker booths spread over multiple buildings, and while it is primarily geared towards local farmers and ranchers, food samples and uh, crafts for purchase make sure there is a little something for everybody. This free event is open 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday. For more information, call 405-252-0708 or visit enidlive.com slash canid agrifest I've always I've never been to that. I've heard it's I've always heard it's cool though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Carly, what's your event this week? So I'm about as proud of my high school as I could be. At Edmund Santa Fe, I had so many teachers I'll never forget. And it's hard to find a mascot more noble and fierce than the wolf. But to be honest, the, the institutional chic building style left much to be desired. To be fair, that's probably true of most grade schools around the state, unless you were lucky enough to attend Will Rogers High School in Tulsa. Constructed in 1939, this building is considered an Art Deco darling, and its beautiful flourishes continue inspiring students and staff to this day. Even if you matriculated back when Pluto was still a planet, you too (laughs) can appreciate the grandeur of Will Rogers High School during the second Saturday architecture tour on January 14th. For $20 for non-members, $15 for members, and nothing for kids 12 and under, participants can discover all the secret of the building and get a little exercise while they're at it. The first tour starts at 10 a.m. Visit TulsaArchitecture.org for more info and to purchase tickets. I have spoken before. I know. (laughs) Those Tulsa architecture tours are so cool. It really, I, every t- yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, every month I'm always like, it's it's like, man, I want to go. Uh, all right, Nate, what's your event? Well, you remember uh, a couple of days ago I emailed you and I was like, can I do this event? Yeah. Uh, what I didn't realize it is it will have already passed by the time this podcast <laughs> aired. <laughs> all right. Which I realized about eight o'clock this morning when I sat down to write the thing. So I had to scramble and find a new one and I found a good one. And it's an event that I've been to several times and I really love. So I don't know if you guys have made New Year's resolutions or not. I didn't because I'm not a fan. But if you are like me and you find yourself nine days into 2023 as of this airing and you've already dropped the ball a time or two, let me just lift your spirits and tell you that this is your year to shine. And you really can get your glow on at Glitterball Noir, the annual fundraising gala for Dead Center Film, which hosts one of the state's most unbelievably amazing film festivals. We love Dead Center. Uh, At this extravagant gala, you'll see the Tower Theater in Oklahoma City radiate joy and light with live music, dancing, amazing food and drinks. You guys are going to have the best hors d'oeuvres. It's going to be so good. And some really cool cinematic elements and surprises just kind of around every corner. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, all presented by the beautiful minds behind Dead Center and the Tower Theater. So put on your sparkliest sparkles and your spangliest spangles and get your shiniest sequins and head to Tower Theater January 14th for all the fun. Tickets and more information are available at deadcenterfilm.org. It's such a good event. I had a I've had a ball every time I've gone. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, I love them doing the noir theme this year too. I it's know. really fun. It'll be great. Uh Megan, what's your event? Well, there's a lot of talk about solos and duos, but some of the best things come in fives. The Mystery Gang, Fleetwood Mac, The Simpsons, Jackson 5, 
starfish arms, and the human senses. The five Browns are no exception to the rule. Siblings Ryan, Melody, Gregory, Deandra, and Desiree Brown are performing Juilliard-trained musicians who will take the stage with their five pianos at Armstrong Auditorium in Edmond on January 12th, and they play everything from classics to Star Wars renditions. These Billboard classical music chart toppers' last concert at the Auditorium in 2008 was sold out, so you better get your tickets fast because there are only a few seats left. I looked. (laughs) Uh, Visit armstrongauditorium.org for more information. That's also, Again, you know, I got to tour the Armstrong a while back and it is amazing, right? It's really it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. In itself, it like just the space. Yeah. And yeah. And that, that concert hall has amazing, it has perfect sound. Mm-hmm. Like they have yeah. gone to great pains to uh, create something pretty yeah. cool there. Yeah. Listeners should add the Armstrong Auditorium in Edmond to their bucket list for 23 because it really is a treasure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Oh, well, there are a few professions in which putting your hand in someone's shirt is okay. Uh, dry cleaners pretty much have to. Uh, doctors get a pass. Uh, and then there's folks like Mark Rubin who uh, like to do it on stage. Yes, the 2019 ventriloquist of the year is coming okay. to Enid Stride Bank Center on January 50. You were worried, weren't you? I was very concerned. Yeah, All right. Uh, it'll be there uh, this Sunday for a comedy show full of some wild characters, including a fortune teller, a grouch, a hippie, and more. And you know how frustrating it is when you've got a mouthful of food and somebody tells a great joke. Well, good news. This is a dinner theater performance, but yeah. guests will be dining on bacon-wrapped chicken, loaded mashed potatoes, and more right before Mark goes on. So... <laughs> Eat it and then laugh. Yeah. Say it, don't spray it, you know? Uh, Tickets are $45 each, uh, or a table of eight is $320. Visit stridebankcenter.com or call 580-616-7381 for more information and to get your tickets. I just want that bacon wrapped chicken. It does sound good, right? Great. Like the show sounds great, but I want that. You made me hungry now. (laughs) Well, the sound of our editors quickly tucking in their shirts means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week for more of the best of Oklahoma has to offer. In the meantime, head to OklahomaToday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editor Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Virtual goodbye. We're on Zoom. <laughs> We're usually together. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I ruined it by being sick. <laughs> it's, all, it's okay. We love you and hope you get better soon. All right. Bye.